Hello, and welcome to episode one of Dungeon Boys, the podcast version. Uh, if you listen to episode zero, you will know that this uh, show was not originally intended to be a podcast, but between episodes seven and eight, we decided to make it a podcast. So for these first episodes, episodes one through seven, you will hear us defer- refer to things like viewers uh, instead of listeners, uh, etc. So uh, know that we did not assume we would only be going out in audio format uh, for those first um, seven episodes. But after that, we will be aware of it. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, if you haven't already, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode zero, where uh, I, Keith, your DM, uh, set up the world and allow our characters to describe themselves and introduce themselves. If you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to do that to give you some context for the things that will be happening in this episode. But if you'd rather just jump right into the play, that's what you can do right here with episode one of Dungeon Boys. Our story begins as our three characters are at their graduation ceremony from the Lonesome Investigative Department, a investigative service in the, one of the cities of the world that I've created. Uh, I truly hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here for the podcast version um and i hope you enjoy again thank you very much for listening um okay let's start the game so you guys are in this world you've been in this world this is not fresh you didn't appear here you guys are in the world and so motivations are arlo is uh he has joined the lonesome investigative department the lid the lid as some people can call it. Lonesome is on the Isle of Flame. This is a small island, one of the smaller islands to the, 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 the east of the mainland. Uh, on this island is one large city by the name of Lonesome, as well as a, a, a dense forest called the Eastern Wildwood to the north of that city. And very at the tip of it, there's a new construction built by the government, but it's been kept under wraps. It's called the Bind. Um, but there are other smaller settlements in the woods. Um, if you look at the map, the big settlements are on there, but there are hundreds and hundreds of smaller places in this world that's not on this map. These are the big ones. So Lonesome is a big city, uh, and <clears throat> lots of stuff going on there. Um, Arlo has joined because he wants to see if he can't learn use the maybe the the contacts and the information he might learn by being an investigator for this government agency. Um, this local government agency. This is like county government, um, city government. Um, see if he can't use that information to maybe find his uh, master, uh, Jack Law. Jack has, I guess we'll call you Jack unless you want to be called Jack Law. Um, Jack Law has joined up uh, because he is, he's kind of on the anti-hero vigilante kick and he's thinking that, you know, these Cullings, there's nothing good about them. They've caused the death of my wife. This is, the government is doing something wrong. And maybe if I can join this investigative department, maybe if I can join join up, I can I can get some dirt on the government. I can get some dirt on these cullings, and I can and nothing else. Find some more orcs to kill. That sounds fair to you. Fair to me. All right, and Grim as well. Grim is he doesn't like these cullings. They don't seem right to him. He's lost people to him. Um, I didn't explain like the Grim is all about like. Right and wrong, like he's got. Yeah. He's like he just he feels that these are, are wrong. It's not just that he's lost people. It's like he knows that this is off kilter. Yeah, yeah. Grim has kind of an innate sense of balance, which is part of part of his race. Um, he's got this innate sense of balance. Something's off. He feels as though um, if he if he can join an organization whose goal is to 
help people to 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 uh, investigate disturbances, he might be able to help that way. So that brings me to the Lonesome Investigative Department. We're in the city of Lonesome. Um, the Lonesome Investigative Department uh, is in the the heart of the city. The city is made up of kind of three rings. There's an outer ring of the slums, an inner ring called the Green District, and uh, or, or a, a middle ring called the Green District, and then an inner ring called the inner the inner circle or the inner the inner district of of Lonesome. It's a very large city. Uh, lots of rich folks live in the inner circle. The architecture style of this inner circle is like gray stone square buildings. It's, there's nothing really special about them. Some of them get a little ornate, but certainly the municipal buildings, the government buildings are just big rectangles. So you guys are inside one of these rectangles uh, that it goes by the name of Lonesome Investigative Department. Um, a little background on the department. Um, it it's funded by the city government. It is an agency whose goal is to investigate disturbances around the region of Lonesome, whether it's in the eastern Wildwood, whether it's in the city, whether it's on the bridge that bridges from the Isle of Flame to the mainland. If um, there are reports of reports of murder, disappearances, um, even some civil, civil or domestic things, if there's a monster that needs to be hunted down. How big is that bridge? It's big. Well, I just I like very large bridges in uh, fantasy culture. It's I thought just, it's I nice. there's no support, support structure in the middle. I yeah, thought, it's, that's that's the thing. That's the aesthetic. I thought you completely, you immediately were like, I'm blowing that bridge, baby. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, it's big bridge, very big, many miles long, tune very in wide. Episode eight. Um, yeah, tune in later on to see what happens on that to the bridge. So here's one. Um, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like this, this, this is a. Like a, a government organization, yeah. But isn't the the governing body? Aren't they in charge of like the whole cullings kind of thing? Like That's, how does, how does the LAD feel about sure. the whole? It's kind yeah. of a federal government. The cullings are a federal government thing. That's a top down. Um, this is like your local city governments where. Um, the, I will say that their their stance is kind of like the most of the rest of people that they're they're down with the the information that this is a necessary evil. Um, we we don't like it, and we're about to get into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, the background that they're an agency that investigates disturbances. So let's hop right into it. You guys find yourselves sitting um, in different seats of an auditorium. Uh, it's not very full. There's a lot of empty seats behind you. Um, the three of you, as well as six other humanoid creatures, sit around you. Um, there are. Uh, three other humans kind of sitting nearby as well as uh, a, um, a dwarf uh, and two uh, elves are sitting around you in this auditorium. Before you stands um, a dwarf who is, uh, he's standing behind a podium. He's kind of up on a block behind this podium because dwarves are short. Uh, so he's standing up behind this podium. He's kind of an older looking dwarf. He's got some gray in his beard, kind of a salt and pepper beard. Um, his hair is uh, kind of the high and tight. Uh, he's shaved down on the sides. He's got kind of some hair on the top, uh, but it's, it's definitely very salt and pepper. He's a gruff kind of guy. Looks like he's seen some wear and tear. He's got a big great axe on his back, uh, and he's wearing um, kind of like what looks to be sort of a uniform, but also he's got um, a big leather armor on. Not big leather armor, but leather armor, very nice leather armor, and kind of embossed into this leather armor is um, on each of his shoulders is a large oak tree. 
um, just a large tree on his on his shoulders, and he's standing before you. To his, <laughs> there's some Easter eggs in there. If you, <laughs> no, um, uh, to standing to his right, to your left, uh, in at this podium as you look on him. This room is fairly big. This room is is it's pretty big. Ceilings are high. It's an auditorium. Um, but uh, standing to his his right is. Um, uh, you see his character with a, like a leaf in each hand. Just yeah, he's, <laughs> a, <laughs> he's a um, photosynthesis. They're talking about the character I play in a um, in our in personal campaign. Can, in Zenus's campaign. His name is Oak. Um, so a little Easter egg there for you. He's, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the words Oak Tree many more times, <laughs> but not because of that. Um, standing to his right though is a human um, male. Uh, he's a human man. He's wearing kind of uh, what looks this kind of the same um, the. The dwarf's uniforms are kind of blue. He's got kind of got like a blue vest on and blue pants with his armor over it. Um, the uh, the human standing to his right is also wearing uh, blue that you you know to be kind of the same color blue of the investigative department. Uh, it's got the LID logo on it. Uh, is he noticeably not standing on a block? He is not standing on a block. Okay. Um, sure. He's standing to the right of the podium, and he's wearing robes, though. He's not wearing armor. He's wearing um, uh, blue robes. But each of their – but his armor on the, the breast of it does – or his robe on the breast of it does also have the embossment of an oak tree, cool. um, which you also know to be one of the, the, the symbols of the city of Lonesome because they make most of their money by logging in the northern forest, the eastern wildwood there. It's east because it's east of the whole world. It's north of Lonesome. <laughs> I wondered about that one. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so they're standing there. You know these. You know these guys. You don't know them personally because they were not in charge of your training here at the Lonesome Investigative Department. But you know that standing before you, the dwarf, is the director of the LID, and standing to his right is the deputy director. The director's name. Is, uh, you know his name to be Corgus Bach, and Corgus. Uh, and to his right, uh, his right-hand man, his deputy director, Timney Furlish. So Corgus and Timney stand before you. Uh, and Corgus begins to speak. And he says, All right, rookies. I want to congratulate you on a successful training program. As you know, the LID is a little bit um, sparsely populated these days. There's a lot of things going on. And there aren't a, lot of ho- a whole lot of people who want to be investigating crimes, who want to be solving problems. People are so concerned with their own personal things nowadays that they, they don't want to jump in and, and try to help people. But that's what we're about. We're about helping people and I'm proud of you nine for coming in and being successful with your physical and your cognitive tests. There are nine people in the auditorium. <laughs> Whole auditorium? Is, is, just, yeah. is that Jack just... <laughs> Wait a minute. You guys aren't sitting beside each other by the way. Aww. Yeah, you guys are sitting dispersed in the room. Um... But in the front, behind you is a very empty auditorium. It's, it, it seems as though there used to be more in this situation than there are now. And all our families came to see our great... Oh. <laughs> no, no families. <laughs> um, so I want to thank you guys. Uh, I want to thank you. I'm proud of you for being successful in your cognitive tests as well as your, um, your physical tests. You've all proven that you at least on paper have the ability to investigate crimes and to be additions to the Lonesome Investigative Department. I'd like to point out that if this were a real test, I'd probably fail it. Because so <laughs> you're intelligent? We're that. No, man, you got this. Um, so congratulations to all of you. That doesn't seem very congratulatory. <laughs> at least on paper, <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, it says you're good. What I'm trying to say is that... 
we, we, we're stretched thin. We don't have time for full training. We don't have time for you guys. You know that we don't, you don't have time to, for you to shadow other detectives. So you grade um, on a curve, and the curve goes like this? Yeah, we, we will not know if you are successful until you actually get into the thick of things. And that is how we do it here at the Lonesome Investigative Department now at the LID. I don't think we were actually speaking to the director. No. I know. I'm still. I'm still trying to say what's okay. going on. Um, he's trying. He's explaining as well. He's explaining to the room what why we do what we do. Um, we don't have time for you all to to jump in and shadow people. Uh, we, we have to. We have to train you up as best we can at home, and then we push you out of the nest and see if you fly. Uh, so I think that all of you will fly just fine, and the world, lonesome at least, will be a better place for having you here at the LID. So thanks, big thanks to you all. A round of applause, and so the, the, everyone claps and everybody stands up. And the the clapping is not very, <laughs> not very assaulting to the ear because you are in an almost empty room. Uh, it's not super empty. Uh, so, the but, echo but, is louder than but the clapping. But uh, Tim Nee is standing there, the deputy director, and he's giving you the golf Ooh. clap. Um, he says, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. There are cases to be investigated. There are disturbances to be checked out. Uh, ten, I'm going to go get back to work. Tim, assign these folks to their cases. I'll see you guys whenever, whenever you bring in your first, uh, successful, your first successful perp. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, he, uh, so, so Corgus uh, steps off, and he, um, he steps off the block. He gets, from behind the, uh, he gets from behind the podium. He gives you a salute, and he brings it down, and then he, like, so st- steps out of the room. Um, and so Timney, uh, he... Everybody in the audience is wondering, who was that guy? Yeah. Uh, Timney Furlish, uh, he moves to the podium. He slides the uh, box out from behind it, and you can see the box move out from behind the podium. And he says, I would like to uh, offer my congratulations to you all as well. You have done very good on your test. Most of you have done very well on your tests, and he actually looks to one of the humans in the front row, like like who's not really looking at him, he's looking out the window. And he says, "Most of you, but you've all passed, and so now it's time to give out all of your uh, your first cases. I have three cases here that I'm going to set you all off on. It's going to be a random choice. Uh, you will be working with each other, so um, hopefully everyone got along in testing. Uh, if you do not like your partners uh, after your first case, you are certainly willing to come in." and you're certainly able to come in and request a change. We also are certainly capable of denying you that request. Um, It's not necessarily about you, it's about making the world a safer place. So thank you for being here, and we will see. Don't you look confused? No, I'm not confused. That's not my look of confusion. (laughs) He he said making the world a safer place, and I just went... (laughs) Okay, sorry. Well, it was more of a smile than that. So that's confusing. So he takes out. So we make them strong. We make them lonesome strong. Yeah. He takes some. He takes uh, some papers from his pocket and he puts them down on the podium. And he said he's taking them. He's kind of flipping through them and he says, "What do we have here? What do we have here? Very well. All right. Here we go. Uh, dangerous beasts are harassing loggers again. Creech, Mergus. Uh, this one's for you. For you. And so um, as he says the word Creech, uh, one of the elves raises his hand. And as he says, Mergis, um, uh, with that human that he was looking at earlier, raises his hand. Uh, and so they walk down the thing. They grab the, the case file from him. Uh, they, yeah, they come out. They, they sidle past you. Uh, the elf has to cross in front of Jack. <laughs> um, he kind of sidles past and walks down. <laughs> uh, he walks past and goes down. And they pick up the papers. And they, they give a salute. And they leave the door. And Timney salutes them back. And he says, good luck, boys. Um, I feel like Creech is a real like 
trailer park kind of elf name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Creech, what you think it's that probably, is? It's probably pointing at Roadkill. Yeah, it's his last name. Um, all right, next on the list, Vandalism in the Inner Marketplace. Bunk, Jeffers, and Parisa. This one's for you. And so those three raise their hand. Um, so uh, uh, Jeffers, uh, sorry, Bunk raised his hand. That's another human male. I don't remember what the races of these people were I said in the beginning. Um, so bear with me. These you, aren't. You just said humanoid creatures. Yeah, okay. Uh, so That'll Bunk, work. a human, raises his hand and he uh, walks forward um, and he grabs it. Jeffers, uh, the other elf, raises his hand and then a human Jeffers. female, Parisia, raises What's your name? Her. Jeffers? Yeah, he, she raises her hand and they walk down uh, and they grab the case. They all salute. And they head out. Um, and last, but hopefully not least, is we have uh, cases of reports of disappearing husbands in the slums. This one is for you, uh, Arlo, Jack uh, Law, and uh, Baker. This is this is this is yours. So you guys come down and grab your um, your case and get moving. Right. We do that. Yeah, we do that. Um, Grim like stands up as soon as he's his name is called okay. and then walks up there. Okay, so you guys walk down and get your thing. Do we yep. all get a copy of it or? Yeah, yeah. Or you, there's one copy. So she. Uh, yeah, Timmy reaches out and hands it out, and I guess Grim is the first to take it. Um. Crap! I was gonna ask him something. Oh yeah, yeah. As I take it, I'm like, those loggers are they? Uh, they wouldn't happen to be the bakers, would they? That's not his voice. Not to my. Not to my <laughs> knowledge. No, I don't believe so. Why do you ask? I am a baker. Ah, yes, yes, that's correct. You are. That is your last name, is it not? Uh, I don't believe it was. No, I don't. Not, not to my knowledge. But that's good, then. Baker. That's his voice. Candlestick yeah. baker. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty funny. I don't know if our audience is old enough. <laughs> the, yeah, we'll call you the candlestick maker, Arlo. No, we're not. All right. So Timmy says, "All right." Well, any other questions? Do you have any any uh, any questions about what you what you got to do here? More questions from there's you, Baker. There's information on the sheet, yes. Yes, of course. There's information on the sheet. It's a case file. And I'm good to go. Get out of here. <laughs> He's, we can yeah, he salutes you. Do the two of you salute? Yeah, like kind of half-heartedly. Like, uh, okay. Jack goes to salute. Remembers he's holding a cleaver. Oh, <laughs> oh, he has like red, like red leather gloves as well. So just. Ooh. Go all the way up to here. That's pretty. <laughs> Cow birthing gloves. All right, so everybody salute. Yeah. All right, so you guys head out the door. As we're, as we're like heading me. out the door, I'm, I'm kind of like getting close to both y'all. I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, even one of y'all's husbands disappeared. What are we supposed to be looking for? My wife do you disappeared. Not, <laughs> do you not know what a husband is? No, no, I got all that. I got all that. But, okay. Uh, yeah, what's that paper say? I don't know. Let me read it. All right, yeah. So as you walk out the door, Grim, you read the paper, and uh, you learn that there are uh, uh, cases or reports of three disappearances in the slums, each about a week apart. Um, that you receive these reports about a week apart, and uh, the all the the mo is kind of the same. You you the the report says that there these women have come in, and they say my husband went missing for a couple days. He came back. He was acting really weird. And then he, he then he was gone for good. He hasn't been back since after that. And um, the, when he left after that, all of his value, all of all of our valuables were taken. Um, and they want to know what's what's going on. They need somebody to investigate. The, the this. husband is missing with the valuables. Yes. Okay. So boil it down. Husbands were gone. 
for a couple of days uh, without warning. They came back. They're acting really funny, and then they the next day they were gone for good. Uh, and with all the valuables. The original so. Dungeon Boys took place in this world, right? Yeah. But not... Like, this is the first time... This is the first time this scenario is... Okay. Yeah, yeah it was very different. We were in prison the first time. I right. solved the case. They all made bad wagers on the uh, World Cup <laughs> soccer this year. Yeah. You're just in the detective agency. Weren't you in prison earlier? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually what happened during an episode. Will was like, hey man, we just escaped prison, and then we had to kill some people. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely the funniest episode, because yeah, it was like, they escaped from prison, they had sh- like stuff on their hands, and they Will Will's character just sat down with some hunters in the forest, and they were like, what are you up to? And he's like, we just escaped from prison, we're escaped convicts. <laughs> and they were like, we have to we have to take you in. We have to we have to take you back because we're supposed to do that. And if we don't, we'll get killed. <laughs> and they were like <laughs> and then they had to kill each other. But that's old Dungeon Boy. This is new, better Dungeon Boy. Grim does not remember that. Yeah, that didn't exist. That didn't happen. So that's all that's on the sheet? Mm-hmm. Are there um, any witnesses? Uh, and they're in the they're, the the cases are they're all from a very um, <laughs> similar area in the slums, and so that's stuff Use that Grim voice. knows right now. Are there any witnesses? Are, are there? Uh, there are no there are no stated witnesses on this sheet. Okay, it's um, the bottom of the case says the bottom of the sheet says you'll you will likely have to speak with these um, with these women. Sounds good. I will not be the one to I explain that to him and I say, if we go to speak with them, I will not be the one to do that. I have a... I'm... Yep. Sexist. No, I'm not <laughs> sexist. I don't know your name. Well, I am gifted of the linguistical arts. So. I'll let you do it. <laughs> I have... Um, I'm not a very charismatic man. Mm. And so, I, I, What is your name? You're a gnome, right? Yeah. Oh, my name is Arlo. Good to meet you, Arlo. You may have heard my name is Grim. Yeah, shake your hand. Um, my, you may have heard my name was Baker, but I prefer to go by Grim. Why is that? <laughs> You'll see soon enough. Just oh, edgy like that. that. But all right. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Jack. <laughs> nice to meet you, Jack. <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> just, I imagine you were on the right and, and um, Josh was on the left, and you just like appear in between us. You seen the movie Ratatouille? Yeah. You remember like the um the critic? Yeah. How he always walks like really hunched over, but he has his hands behind his back. I pictured that's how he walks. He's like, just like right. grossly tall and just. I want I want to say that a lot of the a lot of these hypothetical things we I want to know if they're canon because if that's canon then we need to lock it in. It is canon. The it is not canon. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying like that, but like if if you if you are really f- surprised by him coming in, I want you to say that. But I, I, I don't know if the audience knows. Like, do Jack we want it to be a surprise? Very thing quiet or? and very creepy in like okay. every sense you can imagine. All right, I like. I could it. see his character being quietly creepy. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I think it kind of startled me. It's like, where did he come from? Of course, that's a of lovely course. jacket you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you guys walk out of the auditorium, you, you head out to the left. So the, if you're looking at the podium, you head out the door to the left. You're now in a hallway. Across, you see the doors to Corgus and Timney's office. Um, Timney kind of walks past you and says, Good luck, uh, good luck, fellows. And he goes into his office and shuts the door. Um, the To your left, there's really nothing that way. To your right, you can go down the hallway. Or you do go down the hallway. There's really nothing left in here, unless you guys want to stop and explore the Lonesome Investigative Department. But as you go out down the hallway to your right, you see a uh, big um, 
So you make the right turn, you're going down the hallway. Now on your right, as you pass the door to the auditorium, you go past where the auditorium will be. You look to the right, and then there's the case room where other Lonesome Investigative Department detectives are working on things. Um, some of the non-rookies are in there. They're at their desks. Um, then you make the left. There's a left turn now. The, the hallway terminates and it goes to a, a left. Um, as you make that left, um, you're walking out on your right side. You see a big uh, glass pane of glass, and there's a, a kind of a little old lady on the other side. Um, you know Doris. her name. Yep. You know her name to be Doris. Ah. Uh, <laughs> good call. Um, you know her name to be Doris, and she is the uh, complaints department. She's she's the person who takes people's um, uh, complaints and disturbances and reports and know? things. I just it was a guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a guess. So uh, is this like the uh, the the slug lady from uh, Monsters Inc? Kinda. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as you as you walk by, um, she says. All right, boys. Good luck out there. I'll have some more waiting for you when you get back. We'll see you soon, Doris. That's the complaint department. She got more complaints waiting for her. That's true. No, it's complaints, but it's like when people come in and they say, hey, my husband's missing, they tell that to her. Oh, that works. Um, And whenever you say that to her, she says, oh, I hope hope, uh, you do see me again, uh, Thaddeus. What a beautiful All right. <laughs> and that voice. And at, <laughs> as, as you walk, as you walk past, as you walk past, you do kind of hear her under. No, real perception, Thaddeus. Uh-oh. Oh baby, her grim. That is a whopping uh, thirteen. Okay, so as you walk away, you do hear her saying, "What a handsome young man." <laughs> There's. No, Grim doesn't react to that. Yep. He just keep <laughs> yeah, you just keep. He, he's very focused. His mind is on this. All right, this before case. you is the door to um, the Lonesome <clears throat> Investigative Department, and it leads out to a, a city street. Um, you, if you guys want to go explore the city, you can. If you guys want to do something to get to know each other, you can. But otherwise, I'm autopiloting you to the slums to do your job. It um, y'all, it's, this is completely up to y'all. I don't know how long you've been here, but I was born in this town. I think I know my way around pretty well. I'm going to head directly to this case. I consider myself to be on the job, and I'm going to take care of it. Very well. Lead on. You, you seem to know, like, uh, what, what's going on around here. I've never been to one of these cities, so uh, you, you lead on. All right. Okay, so we'll have a brief tour of the city as you walk to the slums. Um, so you guys make your a right turn. Microphone. <laughs> yeah, as you make your right turn out of the door and you head down the street and you get to um, what uh, Dingus. You can tell me if you want to if they're kind of new to the place. If you want to kind of describe the area, if you want to go by, and I'll do that. Yeah, that's curiously. Okay, so Grim kind of lets you know, like when you get to this, you come to the end of the street and there is a, a circle, like a circular courtyard, and you see. Uh, before you, in at one point of the courtyard, is a great mansion, um, a big mansion with a grassy, uh, a grassy courtyard uh, between it and the the large gate, the large wall around it. And Grim lets you know that that's the constable's mansion. Um, that's the head governor of the city of Lonesome, um, as well as to the right of that, and a street separates it um, from this other thing. So you have the mansion, then a street, and then to the right of that. You see a very large rectangular building, very large, and across the front of that it says the Library of History and Arcana. Um, so Grimm explains like that's our li- the great lonesome Library of, Hi- of History and Arcana. There's plenty of um, uh, books and magical tomes and all kind of stuff in there. We call it the Glow. Yeah. G L L O H. Great lonesome Library of History. 
The Gloha? Uh, Glo- <laughs> Gloha. Gloha. El Gloha. Yeah, Le Gloha. That was a joke. Um, so you, so, uh, and then he says, to the left, uh, is separated by another street, to the left of the mansion is um, the inner marketplace. This place is really cool. It's uh, kind of like a flea market style place, but it's got these beautiful stone walls between each stall, and it's kind of lit at night. He says, it's, this is a beautiful place. It's, it's lit at night by... Um, dancing lights that people cast the spell and it's lit and there's all kinds of things being sold in there magical items and and um fine clothes and all kind of cool stuff that's pretty cool so then you guys go down a street that leads you out of the inner circle you pass many ornate buildings and big government square buildings they're all made of gray stone then you make it to the green district which is the outer or the middle ring of the city and the green (coughs) district is called that because the um the kind of theme of the architecture in this in the original lonesome which started at the green district before people got very wealthy um is wooden houses but they're um they're formed all on the outside they're covered on the outside with dirt and then they people grow grass on the outside of their homes a lot of times especially in different places like on on the the roofs are have grass growing on on top of them kind of short grass um, and a lot of walls do as well. So the, it's characterized by this very green color of the buildings through this district. So these are like tall buildings. Um, they're kind of shorter. They're short. They're shorter than the the the, okay. the kind of richer neighborhood. You're now kind of in the working class neighborhood. You got a couple two stories, a couple three stories, but the houses are close together. Um, there's also a marketplace here. You guys pass by a marketplace where you could buy goods. And I mean, there's blacksmiths. There's it's a big city. There's any, anything you could need. Uh, in the Green District. That's where the middle class, the working class kind of hangs out. Um, as well, on your way by, you pass by a large uh, wooden building with several people outside. There's actually a, a man laying down in the um, in the street outside of this building with a bottle in his hand. Um, and in front of this building, there's a big swinging sign that says the Shady Maple. And uh, Grim tells you that this is the Shady Maple. It's one of the, the hottest inns, one of the hottest bars in the, <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, in the city. Um, lots of people go there to hang out and, and drink and have a good time. Um, uh, and then you make your way through the Green District, and now you're at the slums, and you're headed to the homes of the address of the, uh, I don't know which one. Do you want to go to the the earliest report, latest report, middle report? Um, I say we go to the earliest report. Might as well. All right. That would be like the the first report that was made, so it would be like the oldest one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you saying that in character? I'm just actually wondering. Okay. Yeah, the oldest one would be the earliest. The earliest, the, the one they receive yeah. first. Yeah, I think you got the right idea. All right. It's this way. I do love the idea of y'all having a conversation and just the whole time, like Jack is behind, like with his hands behind his back, just like looking at <laughs> looking at the, the city. The mask, like hanging around your neck. Or do you have it or? on? Huh? Uh, he put it on after he left the um, agency. Like, during the ceremony, he just had it hang, hanging around his neck. But after he went outside, he put it back on. Nice. Cool. Very cool. So you're walking around very groove style? He <laughs> smiles, like, constantly, too. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Weird dude. Um, okay, so you approach the home... and the your service. <laughs> the, the slums, um... There, the the way the houses are set up, there like there's a lot of tents. There's a lot of kind of shoddy thatch homes. Uh, they're small. People are stacked on top of each other. It's 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 a slummy place. It's not necessarily. It's not like a fa- a favela. It's not super like packed in like really really tight. Um, but there you could tell these are where the poor people live. The streets are kind of dirty and muddy. 
Um, people are rushing around trying to get that buck. You see a lot of kids kind of roaming around with ratty clothes on, begging for money. Um, kind of a slummy, a slummy place. It's called the slums. Uh, so you do make it to um, this. The, actually, the first place is just a, a. It's kind of as nice as tents go. Like it's a fairly big tent, big canvas tent um, that the this person lives in. And so you you are now at the the, the front of a, a tent where you believe the first uh, woman who sent the report in. Is there um, any is. like wooden things around? Yeah, the posts holding it up are, are made of wood. Okay, Grim knocks on that. I was wondering how we were going to accomplish that. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, I was thinking like, alright, when we get there it's going to be like heavy knocks on the door and then it was like a tent flap. Yeah. I knock heavily on the flap. <laughs> um, so, uh, a kind of wiry uh, lady who like, she's got bags under her eyes, she's very thin, um, kind, of, kind of dirty clothes. Uh, she pulls back the flap of her curtain and she says, what do you want? Hello, madam. I'm from the LID. I've come to inquire about your missing husband. Oh, finally. I feel like I've sent that report in weeks ago. He's been gone so long, I fear he may be gone forever. So he didn't come back So yet? do you know where my husband is? Uh, no, we've actually come to ask you questions oh. about it, uh, to see if we can find him for you. Okay. So you don't know where he is either. I, I certainly do not. That's why I sent the report into the Lonesome Investigative Department. I, Yes, I don't know where my husband is. I wouldn't be asking you if I did. That'll be all, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> we're just covering all the bases. I'm pull all the back. I thought you said you were good with this. Hey, I'm just going down the list. Our training consisted skip, of a DVD series. Skip ahead a few <laughs> numbers there. Can we rush? Can we rush this along? I've got a lot of work to do, and my husband is gone, and my kids are out, and I'm I'm very concerned. I. What kind of questions do you have? How can I help? When he left here, which way did he go the second time? Well, both he, times. He went to work. He didn't come home after work one day. Where does he work? Where? He works. Uh, he works for a logging company in the in the Wildwood. He works for, I think it's called Lord of the Wood Logging Company. I believe. I know them. I guess. Grim. Cause he yeah, this is a common company, big company. But mm. yes, he didn't come. He didn't. He went off to work one day, and he didn't come home, and. Then he did come home, and he was acting very odd. He, he wasn't answering questions the way that he would normally answer questions. He, he was very weird about being handsy with me. It was just a very, very strange experience. And then the next day when I woke up, he, he was gone, and I assumed he had gone to work early like he does every day. And, but then I woke up, and all of our silverware and, and my, my one gold necklace was gone. Was he complaining of anything new at the the work site? No, every, everything seemed normal. Um, Did they recently switch work sites? Go to a new area? It's possible. I don't. He, he doesn't tell me a whole lot about his work, but it's possible that they moved to a different area. Have you heard anything about reports? Well, we only received your report first. Have you heard anything about other disappearances before your husband? Oh, I have. I I have the time to be thinking about that. I've got too much work to do. I I I I, I didn't even know other people were dealing with other people had missing husbands. I, I um, so no, I I haven't heard of anything before mine. How's your your husband's friends and social life? He does his fair share of drinking. He 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 finds some of the he and his friends enjoy a good a good pint of ale, but. If when, this was when's, the last, when's the last time he was with his friends? Um, probably last weekend, but it, or maybe not last weekend, but probably the weekend before this all started. And they, I mean, they drink nearby and 
All of his friends seem to be good men. I can't imagine them doing anything to him. But where's his favorite favorite watering hole? Um, it's actually it's down the street. It's a actually one of one of his friends actually just owns a little bar that he uh, puts up in his tent, and some of the guys come by. It's not even. It's just it's kind of a friends thing um, right. down there. So does she let you indicate where it's at? Yeah, it's, it's right it's down the right. street. You can't miss it. Right. And you mentioned your your children were out. How many children do you have? I have two. Beautiful, two beautiful boys. Nothing strange is happening with them, just the husband? Yeah, they seem, I mean, they have to work hard. They're little boys that have to work hard, but no, there's nothing weird about them. They seem to be all right. I know I skipped a couple questions ahead, but what is your husband's name? His name is Forcus. That's canon. That's canon. <laughs> it's actually, it's written down. I, re- I looked down to read the name, and I was like, why did I write that? No, no, Forcus. Grimm's reaction of... <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. All right then. Well, I've really got to get back to work. If you please, please find my husband. I hope what I, I don't know anything else. So what I what I've said, I hope it helps. What is it you do? Um, I, I work around the house. I take care of things. I make sure uh, the fo- our food, whatever little we have, is cooked, and I try to clean things up as best I can. I know we live in a tent. I don't get to live in a home like you probably live in, but it's ours, and I try to take care of it. All right. We'll do what we can to see if we can find your husband. If we have any other questions, we'll come back. Thank you very much. Um, before we leave, I want to like leave her a couple of coins. Oh. So. Okay. Do you do that secretly? Yeah. Okay. So she she takes them and she's very grateful. I, I don't make a big deal out of it, but yeah. I mean it's not like I'm trying to hide it from you. Okay. She's you very a couple of coins to leave. <laughs> Just throws a coin purse at her. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. You all you all starting. The economy is a little different than our first game and Zenus's game. Like, gold coins are very valuable. Yeah. Like, you guys all start with 10. As, as part of my, my, um, my background is a far traveler, mm-hmm. and I have, like, five gold coins okay. with that. So I, I give her, like, a couple of silvers or something like that. Okay. So. I, I've, so far, my only, the only thing I've made is the gold right now. So if you, we'll say you have 15 since you have that, the rest of you have 10. So. I'll, then I'll give her a gold coin then. Okay. So. And she, she, like, this is, it's a big deal. And she's very, she's very appreciative, silently very appreciative. And she puts it in her pocket. Okay. Appreciates silently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door on the tent. Okay. Um, so she yeah, she closes the tent door and she kind of gets back. You hear the scrubbing of pots and the normal day of a poor housewife. That'll work. The beating of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I swear I tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we should move on to the other victims. Indeed. See if there's any correlation between them. Or we could go and check out the establishment she was talking about. We could. I say we see it. No, I don't. That's not the right word. I say we, we check with the rest of the victims first. See if there's any correlation. Yes. All right. And where's, I, our, where's our second one? I, I look at the sheet and... and yeah, you, you head to the second one and, and this, this we, is the house made of straw. As we start to walk away, I, um, I like pat uh, you on the back. Arlo. Arlo, yeah. And I say, uh, good man, Arlo. Forgive her the coins. What man? I thought you were naming him good Arlo, giver of the coins. <laughs> <laughs> you shall I be called Arlo, me. giver of the coin. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um... I, I don't have need of it. She seemed like she had more need than I did. Okay. Man, good good people. And then 
I say you're a really good person, and then whenever Bryce's character just said the word victim, I felt like there's a lot of pleasure in the word victim. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys show up at another house. It's actually a larger house um, for the slums. He's exactly as creepy as the bad guy from the uh, movie with the hunchback. Okay. <laughs> that, exactly the hunchback. that creepy. <laughs> yes. Wait, okay. That guy's creepy. Yeah. Um, just like... Yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> so you guys, you... um. You make it to the next home. Uh, it's it's down the street. Relative, yeah, we did it. Relative, relatively nearby, oh, but it's actually a bigger. It's not a tent. It's actually a bigger home as far as the slums go. Um, it's made of it's made of like sticks and thatch and kind of a mud thatch hut. Um, and there's a, there's a wooden door on it. And there you go. I knock on the door. Okay. Arlo looked like he knocked first. It, it was it was a dual knocking. Yeah. yeah. I just I go up and as Arlo's <laughs> doing it, I just. I, just, I picture like he goes to do it and then <laughs> <laughs> more power. <laughs> yeah, um, roll the knock. No, uh, we'll get scissors and rolls eventually. I rolled a, a crit fail. I, I, just, yeah. I rolled two. No, no, yeah, you, 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 you rolled. That was not a planned roll. <laughs> no. um, okay, so open the door. Well, hello there. I'm struggling. I mean, is I it a play. woman? Yeah, it's a woman. I was wondering. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, oh, I, I, kinda, I, I forgot we were. They yeah. were all hello. Yeah. Yeah. You. A kind, a kind of heavier, a heavier woman, kind of an older woman. Um, the, the I would describe the last one you saw as relatively, relatively pretty. Um, she like I don't this know how you I don't know how you decide what pretty is. Um, as Ten far as makeup. But no, uh, the uh, this this blood. woman is not super. She's kind of homely looking. She's a little thicker. I feel bad describing women that I'm creating in this world, but I mean, that's, you can't. Thicker. Yeah, she's a she's a sexist key. Yeah, no, she's a she's a thicker woman. Um, she's got kind of a deeper voice, and fat I don't I don't want to give the same Vidoris voice, but I'll try to give variations. Yeah. Like, hey, um, hello there. Hello, madam. We are from the LID. I've, we've come to ask you questions about yeah, your about my husband. husband. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Well, I be I kind of gave up on him at this point. Um. <clears throat> uh, True yeah, what question? What questions do you have? When did you last see him? Wait, oh, no, I know that. Never mind. Um, where, where did he go? Both times he went missing. Well, he he didn't come home from work. Was the first time he went missing. Where does he next, work? He actually he works at the uh, the the Lord of the, Lord of the Wood. Wood. Yes. How do you know where he works? Uh, just a feeling. That's confidential, madam. <laughs> okay. I don't actually think it is, but Grim, that's the first thing yeah, that he said. It's so. okay. Call it well, a hunch. <laughs> huh? I said, call it a hunch. That's <laughs> <laughs> here. Right, you goof. Um, um, yes, he works for Lord of the Wood. Is that, is that interesting to you? Has he been working there very long? Um, yes, he's worked there for several years. See, does he ever go out any place after getting home from work? He's not much of a drinker, my husband. Um, he... He's more of a... Um, I didn't know if he was a chess champion or something like that. Or. He's more of a, a partaker of the ladies. I think he spends a lot of times at the brothels around. I'll be honest, I, I don't know if he's coming back. I don't... I just... I want to know where my, where my jewelry is. Did he mention anything about moving locations on the job or anything new that was troubling to him? I'll be honest with you, mister. What's your name? Grim. <laughs> I'll be on. That's confidential, man. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Mr. Grimm. Uh, we don't do Just a lot. Grimm's of, fine. I'll be honest with you, Grimm. It. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of talking recently, um, so I don't know if he moved or not. 
and we have to cut real quick. All right, everybody, we're back. I'm sorry, we have breakfast in here. Nature was calling, and I had to answer the phone call. I got more breakfast. Um, yeah, Zenas has more breakfast. He's got a poop turt, <laughs> and uh, we are we are back in it. So the last thing I said was no, no, he hasn't told me about them moving. We don't talk a lot. It's really no surprise to me that maybe he ran off with my jewelry. I just want it back. What uh, what what kind of jewelry did he did he take from here? Well, obviously from where I live, I don't have a lot, but um, my wedding ring was fairly valuable, and I I just wanted to keep that. And he, he took he took one of my best pots. My the only other valuable thing I had was a a, a very nice pot. How was he acting toward you? The this is a cricket. Um, that's not a cricket. That's not a cricket. What is that? It is something in reverse. Yeah, it sounds like something somebody's backing up. It's like one of those. Well, there's, like a, there's been a truck scooters. parked over there like the entire time we've been here. Hold a moment. This is all in character, by the way. Are they did. Oh, they're the, working on the road. They did construction <laughs> on the road. God. He's been backing up all the way from down there. Back it up. You're good. You're good. Hey, Keith. I think I know what happened to your water pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just driving away. Yep, the work, the road Can works you? in reverse, too. <laughs> We're good. All right. There's some road work going on outside. Like, what? It's funny. I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. What were he stole a pot? I I think he oh, stole uh, my stuff. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Uh, how was he acting towards you, the before he left? After oh, he, really weird. Was he, he getting was, oddly handsy? Yes, he's not. Let me tell you a little something about our marriage. It's too expensive for us to divorce, and it's too hard for us both to find a place to live. We don't really care a whole lot about each other. We just kind of tolerate each other. So he came back one day, and he was weirdly handsy. And I had to shut that down real quick. With the pot. All right. Hello, Jack. Any more questions you'd like to ask? Uh, yeah, where's this place that you said he likes to frequent at? Oh, I, oh, the brothel? Oh, that's... Somewhere in the green district. Um, I don't even know if he has the f- money to pay for a girl there. He might just go to stand outside and sniff. I don't know. You. Okay. He's got some issues. <laughs> I would like to Oh, now. you're telling. <laughs> I agree. You're Thank you, madam. We like slowly back away. <laughs> I politely slam the door. As we, <laughs> as we leave, Grim starts mumbling about it. Because his house is in the green district, right? <laughs> Yeah, you live yeah, there. He's, he's mumbling about it. He does not like that at all. Okay. I keep forgetting, like, you, you live in this town, so. Yeah, are you in my house? I'm going to go down. Well, you know that there are brothels there. He's, he still doesn't like it. He okay. doesn't like to be reminded of okay, it. Okay, gotcha. Cool. The uh, property values. Gentlemen, I. We got, I don't we want to be presumptuous, but the handsy part, it might be. Would he know about monsters? Yeah. It might be a succubus. Ooh. I don't want to deal with that. Mm. I don't feel feel much like dealing with something or anything today, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> this way to the next. Uh, All right. Nope. <laughs> next next yeah. uh, victim. List. So you guys find another one. It's, you actually come across another hut very similar to this one, a little bit smaller. Um, and actually, a uh, 
another another woman comes to the door. Another um, as you knock, and this one also she looks uh, younger than the rest of them. Um, she seems to be a very sweet lady. She's dressed as well as she can be, um, and she says, "Oh, hello. Who are you?" My name is Grim. My name is Jack. I'll imagine Grim has a toaster pastry as well, because okay. I like the idea of him just having random food <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You're, My name is Grim like from Brad, the LID. Brad Pitt's character in the Oceans movies where he's like always eating. <laughs> what is your name, madam? My name is Beth. There's a lot of words on the sheet. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I see you're Caucasian. My name is my, my, my name is Beth. Why are, why are you here? We are, as I said, from the LID. We've come to investigate your missing husband. Oh, thank goodness! He's been gone for several days now, and I, I don't know what I'd do without him. I, I just don't know what I, I. I really hope you can find him and bring him back. Well, when was it that he? Uh, when was it he disappeared? Oh, the last time so I saw him was uh, I think a, I think a week ago today. A week ago today was the last time I saw him. And do you think he's all right? An educated assumption. Uh, does he work for Lord of the Wood? Yes, yeah, he he does. Was he handsy before he left? Well, we were kind of always handsy. All right, I don't need to know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, for, part of me regrets myself picking three lady characters to play at the outset of this game. Um, we're going to make it. We're, we're very weird. recently married, actually. Well, congratulations. I'll Thank hope you. to get your husband back to you I soon. Just, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without him. Please f- please find him. But yes, he does look, work for Lord of the Wood. What, is that, does that mean you know where he is? We're, we're no. working on that, ma'am. Okay. Well, is there anything else I can do for you? Is there anything that he has taken from the home? Mm-hmm. He, I, I know there's something wrong. He would never. He would never take... He would never take our valuables. He, I mean, we, we're, we're very poor. All, all we have is each other, and uh, he, ha- uh, a, a bracelet that he gave me for our wedding. Um, it's just a silver bracelet. Um, nothing special about it, but it's, it means the world to me. And, and he, he must have taken it. I left it on our bedside table, and he, I don't know if he took it or I, there must be something strange afoot because he would never do this. Are there, are there any places that he frequents outside of work? Any place he goes to with friends? Oh, no. We spend most of our time together. When he comes home, we cook dinner, and we just enjoy being at home together. Does he speak to you about his work? Sometimes, yes. Has he mentioned anything new about it? I think they did move locations. I think oh, they did. Boy. I think they did, actually. They, they had finished up a, a cut, and I think they were moving to a fresh one a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Two you wouldn't happen to know where that is, would you? It's up in the... It, it's, it, he always goes north into the forest. Um, and these, he, works for a, he works for a big company. I think it'd be pretty... Usually they work right off the, right off the, the path. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it... He, it's not too far. I, I don't think it's very far. He walks there um, every day. It takes him probably an hour or two to get there. Um, but it, it's, it's up north. I don't, I don't think you'd have any trouble finding it. All right. Follow the sound of... Screaming. Trees <laughs> trees being chopped down, you know? Timber and all. Yes. Interesting. Yep. I, I think we're good, man. Thank you very much. You sound like oh, you have a welcome. lovely relationship. We hope to return your husband to you soon. I sure hope you do. And she like kind of starts to tear up. She's like, I just don't know what I'd do without him. Thank you very much. <laughs> what, you want to slap her? <laughs> Woman, don't you show me the emotions. <laughs> uh, so she does close the door. All right. Uh, I think that uh, you might be on to something. I think we ought to go and check out this uh, logging place. Okay. There's that, and there's the, the friend hangout. 
I'd rather not go to the brothel. Yeah, they that, didn't, uh, they didn't have know. a whole lot in common. That is true. Uh, Jack, the logging place, Sounds Lord cool. of the Wood, Lord Shaft, <laughs> Lord Shaft. Okay. All right. So you want to head up there? Yes. All right. So you guys um, we went to the brothel, are heading you like you. Out. You're on the northern end of the city already, so it's not too far to get to the Wildwood from here. It does take a couple of hours. Oh, I guess if you <laughs> you don't need a rest. Um, it's not really so you guys are traveling for a little while um, on the way you see carts passing by with logs yeah, on the, actually coming up on the trail uh, you actually you this is very common of the main road out of the forest that um, there are carts all the time coming out with logs Lonesome Grim, makes its money Grim wave to a few of the people okay they they wave back they're kind of gruff looking men lumberjack looking guys I would imagine he would know some of them because um, like he would yeah, as as well as working for his his father and, and mother's company, he would like he's a cleric, so he'd kind of just out in the field. Anybody who's like, "Oh, hey, we need stuff," he'd gotcha. Well, th- yeah, these guys give you a wave like, "Hey," but not like I want to like stop and chat. Like I know yeah, you that well. A... They they give you like, "Hey, how you doing?" or whatever. They they look kind of like jovial dudes. They're just I know that guy. Mules carrying these big logs out of the forest. Um, um, Arlo's feeling a little bit like. Uneasy about being like around a logging thing. I mean, he is a forest man, a druid. I was going to ask how you felt um, about that. Do you? I guess it's kind of like going past like um, like chicken houses and stuff like that. Like you know, that's where the McNuggets come from. You know, it is a necessary thing, but you're just not too happy about it. Do you look like a normal like flesh and blood gnome, or do you have like I'm a plastic tree gnome. parts? <laughs> no, just like a regular. Okay. Kind of like Caleb was a rock gnome, but he was just kind of like. Gray. gray skinned. Yeah, that's what that's. Gotcha. Like um, a rock gnome. We got like a big mohawk. Do you guys want to stop these guys and talk to them, or you just let you let them go by? Walking on. Okay. Yeah. I think Could, we want to get to like the meat of the town, the meat of the situation. Yeah. All right. So you guys are heading into the forest, and you do um, eventually, after a couple hours of, of walking, get to the forest, and very close to the edge. Like the logging companies, Dina certainly knows. Grim knows that they don't go too deep in the forest. The eastern wildwood is called that for a reason. It's called the wildwood because. This forest, there's some things lurking in it. There's beasts, large animals, as well as monsters and stuff like that. Like it's kind of it's, it's a rough spa- rough place sometimes. So you guys actually do make it to you come into you uh, like the signs that people put up, like temporary like minute work signs. You see kind of a temporary sign. Hey, like right behind me. <laughs> um, you see a temporary sign that says um, um, "Lord of the Wood Cut." This way, an arrow. It takes you off the path, and you can see like kind of the tire tracks in the in the dirt and in the mud where they've been pressed down and been really used over this place. You're walking through the trees, and then you do enter a very large clearing where there are men uh, chopping. There are a bunch of stumps around, but on the edge there are men chopping with axes, and they're like, ho ho humbo. Like, <laughs> like there's some men singing and like chopping down trees, doing Just their like work songs. Like um, there are uh, people like limbing trees and cutting the uh, leaves off. There are some people like shaving bark. There are people cutting them with saws. And uh, there's a couple of tents for where some of the men stay. And it's just a big logging camp. There's probably like 30, 30 people within your your vision. Um, not all of them are wielding axes, but um, you just kind of see this logging area. And there's like carts moving around. And as we're like kind of getting into the thick of things can i roll a like i guess it'd be like a survival check or something see if i notice any like tracks or trails or anything that look yeah, unusual. yeah sure are you kind of doing are you kind of canvassing your way in um i think so yeah what, I mean, what do you like, mean by that i'm saying are you just 
when you walk in, you're going in a straight line to these people to talk to them on the way you're looking for stuff, or do yeah, you walk just, into the clearing and kind of move back and forth, kind of like investigating? Just like as we're heading into the thing, I'm just like keeping an eye out for stuff. Okay. Like anything that seems unusual. You are a forest man. It is a 22. Good lord, man. Well so. done. Yeah, you actually see. First roll of the game. You see. You, it's like all the tracks in the in the area kind of light up to you. Cool. It's, I mean, not visually, but you 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 spot them. You spot tracks, and you can tell like where these men are going. You can see the 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 wagon tracks. Um, you can see all the the lines back and forth, like tent to tree to loggings to cutting station to whatever. Mm-hmm. But you actually do see you see some trails off into the woods. Um, like you can see that they start in the middle of the fray, then they kind of go off to the right into into the forest. And there's this is a, a much less traveled trail than the rest of this area. It's not super muddy, but also off to the left you see some tracks that also go off, um, kind of into the woods as a kind of a not off the beaten path kind of thing. Okay. Um, so you see kind of two tracks that go off into the woods that aren't necessarily, from what you can see, part of this initial operation um, right here. And so the mystery of that is where we'll have to cut this video for today. Mm. So this is our first episode, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please leave a comment for what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, give suggestions. We'd love a little bit of fan art if you guys Ooh. are intrigued by any of these characters. Please draw them. That's a dream of mine to have someone that I've never met in my whole life say, like, I care enough about this to draw something. Redraw mine. It's, 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 I think it's really, I think it's really cool. Um, but I mean, don't feel obligated. It's a, I just, I really like that. I really like looking at other people's stuff they do for other campaigns. Huh? I said feel obligated. I feel obligated. <laughs> but thanks so much. Like an old thing. Yeah. So thanks so much for watching. Um, we really appreciate it. We want you to come back next time. We'll be doing them, doing them weekly. Uh, we'll see you next time. We love you very much.